0: This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the daily news brief here on MMATorch.com for Wednesday, March seventeenth, two 2010. Um, got more Bellator news coming today with uh, Roger Huerta signing with Bellator on Monday. There's one spot left open in the lightweight tournament that has been filled. Uh, Bellator today announced that Pat Curran is the uh, most recent addition to that lightweight field, and uh, he locks up the eight-man Tournament. Uh, Kern is the cousin of uh, longtime MMA veteran Jeff Curran, who has fought for uh, Pride, the WEC, and Strike Force. Uh, Kern comes into this at, uh, with a 9 and 3 professional record. He's 22 years old. He um, appeared on the second season of the Tap Out Reality show. He's um, another good addition to the uh, Bellator lightweight field here. We've got Curran uh, uh, now, Roger Huerta. Season one runner-up Toby Amata, the the man that he beat George Mosfidal in the semis last year, um, got uh, a former Olympian and Farid Kader, um, an undefeated Canadian fighter named Mike Ricci, uh, fighter named Yanni Tularinta, Chad Hinton, and finally an All American wrestler, okay. Kerry Vanier. Um, this is a, a, a really good eight man tournament. Uh, it's going to be a tough field for Roger Huerta to get out of to get to his ultimate goal of uh, fighting Eddie Alvarez in season three. So um, it's just a really, really good uh, a lightweight tournament here for um, fighters that are available outside of the UFC. And uh, well, Huerta is definitely the, the favorite coming in, uh, it's not a given that he's going to win this tournament. Um, other Bellator news today, they uh, signed a, a new partnership or they announced a new partnership with... Uh, sports equipment giant Everlast, who has been around, um, the, the fight industry for a long, long, long time. Um, this, uh, partnership will, uh, have, uh, Everlast be the exclusive equipment provider for Bellator. That includes the fight gloves and, and training equipment. Um, they're also going to co-brand, uh, a series of equipment and apparel that will be, um, available, uh, through catalogs online and retail stores, um, The press release today said Everlast will also be a category-exclusive promotional sponsor of all Bellator events, and the two companies will strategically market, promote, publicize, and advertise their partnership through a wide variety of channels. So this is uh, a really another solid business move on Bellator's part, as uh, they bring in a really, really good, respected uh, sponsor and and someone that is is legit in the fight industry and has ties uh, for uh, long-running history in boxing and uh, also with uh, MMA equipment. So um, a really good thing for Bellator to uh, get the, their name on all these brands, and it's going to help um, introduce their name to a whole lot of other people um, going forward, just for the fact that uh, you know Everlast is going to be seen uh, all over uh, the fight industry for, for retail stuff. So uh, to get Bellator... Uh, get their name on there and have Everlast be one of their top sponsors. It's a really good move uh, heading into their second season debut on Fox Sports Net next month. Um, moving on, we had a couple of uh, uh, interesting, quotable things to talk about today. With uh, first up, James Irvin, who's fighting um, this Sunday uh, against Alessio Sakara, opening up the UFC on Versus uh, show. Irvin has not appeared in the UFC since losing to Anderson Silva back in uh, 2008. That was the uh, made the put together card on Spike TV that went head to head with Affliction's first pay per view. Um, he was later suspended after he tested positive for for painkillers following that fight, and uh, he's he's gone through rehab and gone through some other stuff since then because he was he. Revealed he was addicted to painkillers and uh, had to serve out his suspension. Has had some other injuries and stuff. And so now he, he's coming back into the UFC off a near two-year layoff, along with um, uh, you know getting over this painkiller addiction and the fact that he's moving down to middleweight for the first time in his career. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he does against Sakara because this is a guy that... Started as uh, a heavyweight, he was the WEC's first ever heavyweight champion, and uh, you know made his move down to lightweight or light light heavyweight, and uh, is is now making the drop to 185. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how he's able to to handle that that move down in weight. Um, But the good news is that he seems to be past uh, his issues with prescription pills. And, uh, he said to the Canadian press that, um, you know, since he got off the, the drugs and, uh, once he got caught, um, he, he said he needed to get in trouble for it to wake him up and get him off that stuff. And since then, since that suspension, he's been drug free and he's, uh, in the happiest time of his entire life. So, um, very good stuff from James Irvin and good to see. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully he's able to parlay, parlay that into some, su- some success again uh, in the cage. The other main quote came from George St. Pierre today. Uh, well, it was uh, earlier this week in the UFC 111 press conference. Um, and he just talked about, you know, a lot of people under are are underestimating Dan Hardy. And he said, it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake that he's not going to do. He, he says, Dan Hardy is the most dangerous guy that I've fought so far, whether that's actually the case or not. Um, it, it doesn't matter. He needs to feel that in his head to, uh, um, perform the way he needs to perform in this fight, and uh, he talked about fighting with that the the pressure on him, and he said, you, you look at all my big fights, all the fights that I had with a lot of pressure, the one with BJ Penn when I did the primetime show, uh, my revenge fight against Matt Sarah, Matt was when I had the rematch, all those great fights, he said I perform better when I'm under pressure. Um, he said he's more ner- nervous, I'm more awake, my reaction time is better, so that's a good thing for him. Um, He also gave Hardy his props more, saying, you know, Hardy's a thinking fighter. He's very technical in the way that he fights, and he's a great counterpuncher. This is a a very dangerous fight for Dan Hardy. Uh, He's talked multiple times how the pressure is on George St. Pierre. Clearly, that's the way he prefers it. And you know what? St. Pierre is coming in with the expectation that he should win this fight, that he needs to win this fight. Everyone's expecting him to win this fight, and I think if Hardy pulls off the upset, it's an even more shocking upset than when Sarah did it, despite, you know, everything that we're saying uh, uh, about Dan Hardy and, you know, being a a good challenger and being a deserving challenger and being a dangerous fighter. George St. Pierre is a different beast. He's a different animal. Uh, It's a completely different fight, and... uh, you know, he's going to have a really tough time here. It's going to be the fight of his life, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm getting more and more excited to see it every time that I see something new, just because I really want to see George St. Pierre back in the cage again after, uh, you know, the, the eight-month layoff that he's had since uh, since UFC 100. So um, Dan Hardy's going to need to, to pull off the the fight of his life to, to take this one, and I, I just don't see a way that happens. Um, uh, something else out. Uh, we have a couple of videos posted up today on MMAtorch.com. Uh, one of them, Miguel Torres went in and uh, had his uh, surgery videotaped. Uh, the cut he suffered against Joseph Benavides at WEC 47 required some nasty uh, sutures, and uh, they, they weren't really put in correctly the first time. So he went in to, to get it uh, to get it done right, so he didn't have as nasty a looking. Of a scar as as he had originally, and he went and videotaped the whole thing, and decided. And MMA Mania posted it all, um, so we have that video up. If if anyone wants to see it, it is definitely not for the faint of heart. It's very graphic, but um, very interesting to see the after effects of that fight. Um, couple, uh, the other made video we posted was a uh, first look at game actual gameplay footage from EA Sports MMA. They released a new trailer that has uh, a lot of different footage from the game, and, you know, it's it's coming along nicely. It's looking really good. How the controls work is one of the main things that's going to come uh, from that, but, you know, it's looking pretty smooth and, and, and looking like it's going to be an entertaining game. So um, that one is going to be coming out in the fall of, of 2010, I believe it's scheduled for, so um, we'll have to wait for that, but it's looking like it's coming along nicely. Finally, we've got a, a couple of new columns up from uh, a couple of our uh, columnists today. Um, one from Anwar Perez, looking at uh, the the crossroads that Rich Franklin kind of finds himself in now after you know being a former champion and uh, he hasn't been able to find his place uh, you know since wanting to move back up to light heavyweight following his second loss to Anderson Silva. So um, th- that's definitely worth a, a read and definitely something to check out. And finally, Jason Amati um, uh, wrote about a, a look back at. The first season, first couple seasons of the Ultimate Fighter, as compared to uh the fighters that are being brought on there now, and how, uh, with a lot of the unknown fighters, it's hard for that to sell the show, and uh, whether or not an, an aging Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz can can draw the type of numbers to save this this season. So, a um, little bit of a pessimistic view, but definitely one person's uh, look at what this season is all about. So, uh, check that out on the main site as well. Um, really wasn't a whole lot else going on in in, in the news today. Um, Outside of all that, uh, yesterday's report that um, Paulo Filio might be fighting Hector Lombard um, was uh, diminished a little bit, just uh, due to the fact that Filio is actually just on the short list of fighters considered. But uh, he is, um, I I believe, the the principal name in that grouping, so... um, Definitely all stuff to check out, and uh, check back tomorrow with another uh, audio news brief, and um, we'll catch you up to speed on all the, all the news uh, for tomorrow the 18th. Thanks for listening. This is Jamie Penick signing off.